You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member FDIC. Well, it's Thursday here in the Farm Bureau studios, and it is a big week for Mississippi State baseball. The always anticipated Mississippi State LSU weekend. I'm Charlie Winfield. Bart Gregory is with me. Bart, this is a series that as long as I can remember, obviously you talk about Ole Miss series, that's always a big weekend, but Mississippi State, LSU, about as big as it gets. Yeah, it does, Charlie. You think back to the 1980s when it really all got started, Ron Polk and Skip Burtman. Hey, listen, this has been a good rivalry even before those two coaches, to be quite honest with you, but Here's the thing about it, Charlie. We've seen LSU win all those national championships through the 1990s and then in 2009, and now we finally have joined the club. That's the good thing now is you can finally play LSU and not in the back of your mind think they got a bunch of stuff that we don't have. I was thinking about that earlier today. This is the team you always wanted to be able to equate yourself with. You always wanted to say in the SEC West it's State and LSU. Now you can kind of say it without that little nagging, tugging at you, kind of in the back of your mind, knowing that you don't have the big numbers on the board like they do. Obviously, we'd like to have more, but hey, we got one, so at least we're in the club now. Yeah, we've broken through the ceiling. Now, when you start looking back at this series, Charlie, the thing that stands out to me is just how LSU has kind of owned it of late. We have not won a series in Startle since 2003, which is mind-blowing. LSU has won eight series in a row at Duty Noble Field. And if we win, of course, we won two out of three last year down in Baton Rouge. If we could win two out of three this weekend, it would be the first time since 1994 and 1995 that we've beaten LSU in a series back-to-back years. That's crazy to me. Well, it's almost depressing to me. But if you had to have a series win, this is a time you need it right now. Both these teams sitting there either third or last in the West, depending on how you want to view it. This is, you know, we're kind of starting to hit those couple of weeks in the middle of the season now in league play where you've you've got to make a move. And so now is, I think, a big, important weekend for both these teams. Remind you, by the way, that we are in the Farm Bureau studios, Farm Bureau agents in all 82 counties. And this is, of course, our Tracks Plus Deep Dig. Farm Bureau, by the way, if you're in the need for insurance, if you've got property, casualty, auto, whatever it is, go see our friends at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com for your insurance needs. And, Bart, we started this back in football. We were doing our Friday Deep Dig, trying to dig into the teams that Mississippi State would be playing, take a little bit different look at the ball games and we've carried it over to baseball we've had some fun with it LSU is a team that I would say is not entirely dissimilar from us right now it's a team that if you look they're still playing a little bit with what their lineups are they're still trying to figure out who's going to be at short who's going to be at third we saw Jacob Berry play third a while now move to the outfield LSU 
you talk about not being set in their lineup. Only two players this season for LSU have started every game at the same position. Trey Morgan at first, and then Dylan Cruz out in center. Yeah, like us trying to figure things out right now, and they're doing it in different ways too. Now, they've hit it a little bit better. They're batting three oh seven as a team. And you started mentioning, you know, guys getting accustomed to playing their role. It looks to me like LSU has six guys right now that kind of know their role in the lineup. They have six players who have over 100 at-bats on the season. And all six of those are batting over 300. And so they have a lineup. Now, let me tell you this. This is overall stats. And so I know all stats are not created equal. They had that big weekend that first weekend where they scored just a ton of runs against Maine. But then, Charlie, when you start looking into SEC play, they have played poorly, to be honest with you, at home. They got beat two out of three against Texas A&M in the opening weekend. They went to Gainesville, blown out in the Friday game, one Saturday and Sunday. And then last weekend, they won the Friday game against Auburn, but lost two out of three at home to the Auburn Tigers. And so they've kind of been up and down as well. The thing when I look at this this thing was so you got a state and you got an LSU and you've got two teams right now ranked in the top ten in the country in home runs. Now Tennessee leads everybody with seventy one home runs. We've hit fifty four home runs, which is seventh best in the country. LSU has hit fifty one home runs, which is ninth best in the country. So what does that tell you? We got a pitching staff that's given up some home runs. Their pitching staff gives up a ton of fly balls, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. And so the wind this weekend is going to be blowing about 15 miles an hour out to right on Friday and Saturday, and then it's going to be blowing out about 10 miles an hour out to left on Sunday. So buckle up. Giddy up. This could be fun. Well, fun for somebody. I'm not sure it's going to be terribly fun for pitching staffs, and you know, one thing that jumped out at me, too, about LSU, Bart, was even though they had that main weekend, which just kind of shook their stats for quite a while because they put up so many hits, they've got some guys, and I always think of Moneyball when I say this, you know, what do they do? They get on base. All right, look at this. Dylan Cruz, who we talked about, one of the two guys start every position or every game at the same position. He's been on base 12 straight games. Jordan Thompson, 14. Trey Morgan, 10, Jacob Berry, 12, and then you got Dugas and Joe Bear, both nine straight games getting on base. So this is a team that does a good job of getting on base, and it is also a team. We talk about Auburn, and you and I have talked about Sonny Deshara a lot, who was the transfer from Samford that went over to Auburn and seems to be leading them in about everything. This is a team who – took advantage of the transfer portal. Now, a little bit different because he followed the head coach there from Arizona, but Jacob Berry hitting 371, nine home runs. His OPS is about 1,100. This guy is um, – I don't know that they really have a great position for him. They started him at third. They moved him to right field. But when you hit 371 and you got pop like he does, 15 extra base hits in your 43, you're going to play out there somewhere. Yeah, and he doesn't strike out a whole lot either. He struck out 12 times this season, which is the fewest out of those seven guys who's gotten a lot of at-bats this year. Uh, Gavin Dugas has 77 at-bats, and so the, you know, I factor him in that seven. But you start looking at the overall on-base percentage of LSU, 426 as a team. 
and out of their top seven batters, all have on-base percentages over 400. Dugat, 476. Barry, 457. These guys just get on base. Now, Cruz will strike out a little bit. Dylan Cruz, the outfielder. Jacob Barry doesn't strike out much at all. But, man, you start looking at their numbers. They uh, they don't ground into many double plays. Now, conversely, their pitching staff doesn't get many double plays. And so, yeah, up and down. This lineup is going to be good. You start looking at how you manufacture runs and how the wind comes into play and hitting home runs this weekend. What did we say about us in our Monday show? We have 59 walks, which leads the SEC in nine league games. LSU is 12th best in the league in SEC games in their pitching in walks. They've walked 45. And so both of these teams have walked a lot of batters. And so when you've got teams that hit home runs, you couple that with walks. I think the team that walks the fewest this weekend, to be honest with you, because you're going to see, if, if you're walking guys left and right, those home runs that are solo shots turn into two, three, and then grand slams, to me that's the recipe right there of disaster where you have to throw strikes this weekend. We complained about Mississippi State not throwing strikes, and then they come back in that Sunday game against Arkansas, do a pretty good job of it. So then you have to ask yourself, as you look at the bullpen early this weekend, and you think about game one with Preston Johnson on the mound, kind of who's coming behind him. You know, we didn't see Brandon Smith last weekend at all. Then we saw on that Sunday game where Brooks Auger comes in, pitches well, and then Jackson Fristo came in in some big moments. So also the other thing I'm going to be interested to see is – What's that pitching rotation look like on Friday? I don't. We didn't get a good idea watching the game last Friday because the game was effectively over. Basically, you weren't going to waste any frontline pitching at that point. So what, what are your thoughts on who we see out of the bullpen behind Preston Johnson tomorrow? I think it's all dependent upon what the score is. If you're up in the fifth inning, you may see a Brandon Smith. You may see somebody who works down in the zone. Now, you know, going back to what we saw last weekend, one of the reasons we had so many guys left on Sunday is because we didn't we didn't have to use them on Friday and Saturday because you find yourself down in such a big hole on Friday and Saturday. Now, the thing you can ill afford to do on Friday night is get out there and, hey, and Preston has been so good for us, and this is not a knock at Preston at all, but he's given up some home runs. We've talked about that on this show. And so that goes back to the point I was making just a minute ago. Walks leading into home runs. And, you know, if you're down 5-2 to two in the fifth inning, and then all of a sudden you've got some decisions to make. Now, I don't know if you manage it a little bit differently this weekend simply because LSU has been a fly ball pitching team. I mean, if, if you're within, say, two runs in the sixth inning, Charlie, you may have a different vibe than if you're facing Hunter Barco at Florida, you say because you do have chances to come back in the latter innings. Well, you have to like the fact, too, you start thinking about the ability to come back. One of the ways that you do that is hitting the long ball. you got to like the fact a little bit that Luke Hancock's bat, at least the power aspect of it, seems to be waking up. Now, everybody's bat had woken up in the midweek game this week, all six and a half innings of it. But you hope maybe you take something from that as you come into this one. Uh, Bart? We talk about them all the time, Tracks Plus. It is our Tracks Plus deep dig. The thing that I've got to have, you know, you always want to talk about excavators and all that stuff. I'm just kind of excited. I want a tractor. 
I've told you before that I'd never ridden any type of equipment. I've never ridden a tractor in my life. Are you serious? Like, like not even a, not even like a low forward, you know, not a whole lot of horsepower, like no kind of tractor, period? I have done nothing more than the basic craftsman riding mower. And so it, that actually has been kind of a, a bucket list thing for me. I wanted to learn to drive a tractor. So I'm, I'm kind of, I want that next on my list. Go get you on a tractor. Go to take it down to Williams Brothers in Philadelphia and get you a pair of boots, some red wings, get you a little vest. You'll look just straight out of Yellowstone, Charlie. I'm not sure I could pull it off, but I'm willing to give it a shot. Need a cowboy hat? Yeah, Trax Plus. Trax Plus with four locations, three in the state of Mississippi. Go by and see our friends Daniel Bounds and Fred Fulton over in Columbus, between Columbus and Startwell. Ken Crosby down in Hickory, Mississippi. Gresh Howell down in Summit, Mississippi. And then Alexandria, Louisiana. See our good buddy Hoop Weems down there and get a hold of some of that good Massey Ferguson. Massey Ferguson tractor and implements in Summit, Hickory, and Alexandria. Of course, the Saney excavators, the mini excavators, the Barco equipment for the Forester. They can just rip down trees in a heartbeat. And so go to TraxPlus.com. If you have a hankering to get uh, some used equipment as well, one of the biggest distributors of used forestry equipment in the Deep South. And so go by and see our good friends at TraxPlus. Now, Bart, the thing about baseball, we can talk about lineups. We can talk about who's going to play where, but ultimately – it is a different game every day, depending on who the guy is that heads out to the mound. And so you start to look for Mississippi State. Walks the issue. Walks the problem. When we don't walk, guys, we tend to do okay. Now, look, we got hit some last week, too, let's be fair. But I suppose when you get hit, it puts even more pressure on you not to, not to go out and put guys on base in front of them. So probably as good a time as any to talk about our pitching matchups. Those brought to you by our friends at Mosquito Joe. Mosquito Joe specializes in making your outdoor experience enjoyable. You know what would make my outdoor experience enjoyable, Bart? I actually thought about them. I'm going to call them because I just got some new patio furniture, like some deck furniture, and I went outside, and I just got it this weekend. So, like, I was all fired up. I kind of got home from work a little bit early set my computer up on the table outside, got all settled in, and then I started getting just eaten alive. And I didn't think mosquitoes were kind of rolling this early in the year, but at my house they make them a little extra tough. So I got to call I got to call Spanky up and see if they can come do something for me. Maybe a misting system. I don't really know what I need. I guess they can tell me. I need something that kills mosquitoes and they tell me they can do it. Yeah, they've got the barrier treatment. You know, Coach Polk says all the time since he smokes all of his cigars that he cannot be bitten by mosquitoes. Now, I'll tell you this. I think my legs and my blood to mosquitoes tastes like one of those Christmas tree cakes from Strange Brew Coffee House, okay? Because they, when they start on me, they don't stop. But, yeah, Mosquito Joe, they can come and put that misting system in. They can go around the barrier of your property. It's that time of year again. Make outdoor fun again. And it's a complete difference of having your yard sprayed versus not having it, especially if you live out in the country. One of the things that the SEC is doing a little bit better job of this year, or at least trying to, is going ahead and announcing what rotations are going to be. Now, that doesn't stop some people from going with TBA. In fact, that'll make a appearance here 
in the LSU rotation. How about this? And I know we're talking about Mississippi State and LSU, but I'd pulled up the pitching matchups for the weekend. Alabama and Ole Miss. Ole Miss's rotation right now, they're going to go with a freshman left-hander in game one. They've got TBA making an appearance in game two and three in the series against Alabama. Only team in the league to have two TBAs. Florida has a TBA going on Sunday. LSU a TBA going on Sunday here. But no surprise, the Friday matchup, Mississippi State, Preston Johnson, and then for LSU, the right-hander, sophomore, Mikael Hilliard. Yeah, Mikael Hilliard making his seventh start this year. He was really good in the Friday game, and LSU's going to kind of flip what they've been doing. They've been going with money in game one, and then in game two they've been going with Hilliard. And so this weekend they're going to go with Hilliard on Friday and then money on Saturday, both right-handed pitchers, and they both do it in different ways. Now, Mikel Hilliard, I've seen this kid pitch since he was about 16 years old down at Central High School in Louisiana. And Mikel Hilliard, he's a, he's a guy that – He'll throw the fastball. He'll leave it up in the zone at times. He throws strikes, 28 strikeouts, just five walks, but he's got a 12-6 breaking ball. He's going to go high with fastball, down with breaking ball, just trying to set you up to swing at that breaking ball in the dirt. And teams batting 243 against him, his ERA at 4.34. And that's when you, you look at the overall stats. Their pitching numbers and our pitching numbers – are somewhat similar when you start looking at starting pitching. And I think just whoever can get into the fifth, sixth inning this weekend kind of feeling things out, you got a a good chance to win these games because both teams are very similar in the bullpen. LSU has a few more guys in the bullpen that we've got. But starting pitching-wise, Mikel Hilliard on Friday, he's a swing and a miss guy down in the zone with breaking ball. Doesn't walk a lot of guys, just five walks in 29 innings pitched this year. That's the thing that really jumps out to me. And they go on to Saturday, Blake Money. You know, Money was the guy that after that first weekend, everybody was all jazzed up. First couple of weekends, Blake Money, Blake Money. And now all of a sudden you look, he's got an ERA uh, just under five. He's two and two. He's um, he's all right. I mean, he's not um, – this isn't a first-team all-conference kind of guy or anything. He's not – wasn't an elite Friday guy. He's just a he's just an all right guy. Is that am I being unfair when I say that? He's just fairly consistent. He's he's fairly consistent. I guess you could say that. Now here's what we say about Preston Johnson about giving up home runs. Now Preston's given up eight home runs this season, but Mikael Hilliard's given up five. Blake Money has given up six. And when you start looking at the overall picture and the number of fly outs compared to ground outs, LSU's at about a one point six. And what I mean by that is. They get a lot more flyouts, a lot more flyouts than they do groundouts. And so I go back to the point of, you know, th- this is a, a team that may give up some home runs as well. And so you kind of wonder just how this weekend is going to look because opponent batting average in the 240s, the 220s. You look at our opponent batting averages with our starting pitching, you know, 214, 218, 206. And so the big difference right now and us in LSU with the starting pitching has been we have walked more. Now, they've walked more out of their bullpen than we have walked out of our bullpen, which is kind of crazy to say. But, yeah, they got that TBA on Sunday. Not sure who that will be. You know, last weekend they went with a freshman and threw Samuel Dutton out there. It was only his second start. But he's got pretty good numbers. Opponent batting average at 183, 15-9 strikeout to walk. 
Ty Floyd was a starter early in the year. He had five starts. His opponent batting average just 171. Now he's walked a few, 30 strikeouts, 15 walks. And so, yeah, it'll be um, – I'm kind of interested to see what LSU does in that Sunday TBA. Let me go back to Saturday for one minute. Uh, Blake Money, who we talked about, low 90s fastball. He's a change-up guy. And so you think about those left-handed hitters trying to deal with the change-up, which is a pretty good pitch for him. You said a minute ago that he's consistent, and and I'm going to agree with you. And and here's what I mean by that. We talked about he had those great outings against Maine and Towson. It was pretty good against Oklahoma. In his last four outings, four innings, four runs. Three innings, four runs. Five innings, six runs. Five innings, five runs. He's basically pitching to an ERA of about nine, basically a run an inning over his last four, he is a guy that is beatable. You know, a lot of times we kind of look at these and you wonder where you are in that Saturday matchup. And I have to ask this question. Is there any chance? Is there any chance looking at money and you think, all right, this is their second best guy. This is the guy that they're naming. We can beat him. Are you tempted to go ahead and move Cade Smith up from Sunday to Saturday and say, let's go ahead and try to win that game on Saturday. And you know what? Let's just throw our – let's throw Parker Stinnett and the whole gang from the bullpen at him on Sunday since we have to think we're going to be getting at least somebody who's fairly unproven behind them. Well, to me, you ask yourself the question about Blake Money is how healthy is he? What is it, What percentage is he pitching at? Because early in the year, I think he was a different guy. And then, you know, he had a, just a little bit of an arm issue. You know, in that third weekend, I guess it was that third weekend when they played Bethune-Cookman and they had Southern down there as well. They, uh, they scratched him from a, from a Friday start with a wrist irritation. And so you just kind of wonder, if is he fully 100% back yet? That's the question about Blake Money. And so, like I said, fastball changeup, so it's not like he's trying to spin the breaking ball, but you just kind of wonder, you know, what he's like. And you have to wonder, too, is this just a nagging injury that's going to bother him the entire year? All right, so a little bit of everything. We're going to see two right-handers, and then we're going to see TBA for LSU. Right now for Mississippi State, Preston Johnson, Parker Stinnett, and then Cade Smith on Sunday. We'll see if that holds, we have no information to the contrary. But, man, if you win that ball game on Friday, it'd be tempting to go ahead and bump Cade Smith up. I know you're not going to make that decision on a Friday night, but you just wonder kind of what's out there in their minds. But that's a look at our starting pitching matchups this weekend, brought to you by our friends at Mosquito Joe. If you got mosquitoes, go talk to them. They can help you out. And, Bart, kind of my favorite segment now, our two brothers, two guys – that can cause a variety of damage. We both look at a player from LSU that can can cause some harm and brought to you by our friends at Two Brothers. Hey, so it's going to be kind of crowded in town this weekend. So my question to you is, are you going to head over to Two Brothers tomorrow and grab your wings and lunch? Because, you know, we don't have the game on Friday night. So do you go Saturday and prepare or do you go ahead and go tomorrow? Well, I think the whole key about eating, and I, let me tell you this, the older I get, I love the thought process of eating lunch by myself. Sometimes you get in the back corner booth and 
and like at Two Brothers, you go upstairs and you sit on the patio outside, and, and I mean it's just great to get along. And the positive about doing it on Friday is when you when you're broadcasting the ball game, you put your book together. People look at you like you're busy, so it's they don't have the thought process of bothering you just a whole lot. Now I'm sounding like a curmudgeon right now. I know I'm sounding like Charlie Winfield is what I'm sounding like right now. No, you sound like a jerk, or maybe Ron Polk. I'm not sure which. I mean, basically saying, don't come talk to me. I mean, that's that kind of attitude is not going to fly in the Warrior One Stop. I can tell you that. Well, this morning at the Warrior One Stop, I learned about a variety of different things. One is, is what's going on in Ukraine. We learned about the uh, the energy crisis. We learned about so many different things this morning that um, I feel like I am well-versed on anything to do globally but not domestically, okay? Uh, that's at the Warrior One Stop. No, no. So when I'm putting my book together, I mean, I'm sitting there eating. I'm, I'm multitasking. I am like Coach Polk. I'm eating, reading the paper, you know, whatever. And so tomorrow I will not have the ability to put my book together because I'm not broadcasting a game tomorrow night. So I'll, I'll probably go up there, and, and I'll be jovial Bart, and I'll talk to everybody tomorrow. So tomorrow's the day to go to uh, Two Brothers because I'll talk to you. All right, well. You set the floor low, so we'll give you that. Um, all right, time now for our two brothers, two guys that can inflict a variety of damage. And as always, Bart, you get to go first, picking your guy for LSU that we need to be worried about. Well, there's there's a plethora of guys you, you could pick from. Of course, Jacob Berry, the transfer, who was the number one overall draft pick preseason in college baseball, Barry's outstanding. He's got nine home runs. You know, Kay Doty, Dylan Cruz, Trey Morgan. Those guys have been in that lineup, and they have just been solid. Cruz is one of the best players in, in the outfield in the country. I'm going to go with Braden Joe Bear. All right, he's a junior college transfer, played at Delgado Community College down in Louisiana. If you know anything about Delgado, that's a great junior college baseball program. Grew up an LSU guy on the north shore of Lake Pontchartrain. And early in the year, Cade Beloso, in the first game of the season, hurt his knee in the pregame hype huddle out in the outfield. And so when Beloso went down, and by the way, Beloso did hit in the midweek this past week, so look for him possibly this weekend, Cade Beloso, one of the kind of the mainstays in that LSU lineup. But when Beloso went down, Joe Bear stepped in. And he had the big front first weekend. He's a left-handed hitter, and with a wind blowing out the right Friday and Saturday, he's a guy that worries you. He leads them in home runs with 10 home runs on the season, also leads the team with 38 RBIs. He's LSU tried and true, so he understands the importance of this rivalry. So the big guy I'm looking for this weekend is their designated hitter, the left-handed hitter, Braden Joe Bear. All right, you hit on the guy that I'm going with, and – that's the guy I expect to be in right field this weekend for LSU, Jacob Berry. The guy is just crushing it. And, you know, we don't know him as well because he played at Arizona last year. But at Arizona, he as a freshman, he plays in all 63 games, starts 62. He hits 352 with 17 home runs. He was a consensus All-American and freshman All-American, co-freshman of the year nationally. The guy can flat play baseball and so you say well he's coming to the sec it's different here look he's performing at the sec right now he's hitting 371 he's already got nine home runs we talked about earlier ops at 1100 the guy can play now where he plays this is a guy who's not an elite defender um so he plays for his bat 
hey, and you bring up the point right there. Don't let me forget to bring up the point about LSU defensively. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, not at all. He is he's not an elite defender. And so they're probably he they tried him at third. I think they've moved him back to right. But he is a guy who is just very dangerous with the bat. He's also a guy, he is a switch hitter. And so you start to think he's going to be hitting from the left side against right-handed pitching Friday and Saturday. The wind's blowing, and it's blowing out to right. So Jacob Berry, the transfer from Arizona, my guy to watch out for. You know, LSU's got a number of guys, like you just said, who they're trying to figure out what to do with their lineup because they're having so many difficulties with these guys in the field. LSU has committed the most errors of any team in the SEC. They've got 45 errors to their credit right now. Second is Ole Miss at 34. So they've got 11 more errors than number two place team. Now, they fielded it a little bit better in SEC play. They're 10th best in the league in fielding percentage, or actually 11th best in the league in fielding percentage in SEC games, 962. They've committed 12 errors in league games, in nine league games. So this is a team. And hey, I'm I'm talking I'm talking to the dude effect right now. LSU is a team that will serve up a fastball and that you can knock out of the yard if you get into it. But also, it's kind of like Notre Dame last year. Notre Dame was a good fielding team, and they felt the quote unquote dude effect. If the crowd is into the game, LSU is a team, especially on the infield, that will kick it around if they're uncomfortable. Now, the one key to a team kicking it around is you got to put it in play. Strikeouts have been a little higher than I would have liked to have seen so far this year. So I go back to the thing we bragged on Mississippi State so much last year, putting it in play. Got to put it in play. Yep, you do have to put it in play. Can't chase breaking ball down. All right, Bart. So LSU, I think coming into this year, I said that I thought LSU was going to be a very dangerous team this year. They're sitting here at four and five in the league, and somebody could easily say, eh, you guys overrated them. I still think this is a team who's got a chance to put things together. They're trying to push some buttons, figure out where guys go. But the reason that LSU ought to worry you a little bit is the fact that they have six guys hitting over 300. They got guys who get on base, and they're going to hit. And the key for us is we're going to have to we're going to have to out hit them a little bit. We're going to have to put the ball in play and we're going to have to put some runs up. Yeah, the positive is is we do have some players who are getting a little hot right now or hotter. Talk about Luke Hancock, what he did in the Sunday game and then carried it through in the midweek game. We need Luke to stay hot. We got to get Cameron James going somehow. Let me tell you the guy who has really to be honest with you, quietly, we talk about quietly doing things. The guy that's quietly done a pretty good job in league games is R.J. Yeager. R.J. Yeager is in the top 15 in the league in batting average in league games. He's batting 333 in league games. You look at hits, he's seventh in hits in SEC games with 13. Now, K. Doty's got 15 for LSU. So, Yeager's beginning to put it together in league games. And so... Hey, he's fourth in the SEC in home runs in league games with four. Just one back of a couple guys with five. I'll tell you another guy who's kind of gotten it together a little bit. You know, Kellum Clark, he is uh, his last five games hitting 313. So Luke Hancock hitting 350 over his last five games. 
Tanner Leggett. All right, here's one. Tanner Leggett over his last five games is hitting 300. Three for 10, not as many at bat, say, as some of the other guys. But so then you go and you ask yourself, what's the decision you're going to make at shortstop? You know, Leggett and Forsyth have both started 15 games at short. You wonder, is that just going to continue to be the rotation? Are we going to continue to see a back and forth? You kind of wonder what you're going to do there. Well, Leggett, with the home run the other night, had a good offensive night at the plate. Would be very surprised if you see State make a different move, especially in the game tomorrow in game one, of going with someone other than Tanner Leggett. Chris Lamonis has always shown us if you hit, you can stay in the lineup. Well, Bart, that's a look at Mississippi State, LSU. I'm hesitant to do this. Does Mississippi State get two wins this weekend? <laughs> Don't do this to me, Charlie. You want to leave that one alone? Don't do this to me. I'll uh, I'll leave that one alone. We'll be back together on Sunday. Mississippi State, LSU, this is a couple of teams. They both need to win two this weekend. So, big series. It's going to be absolutely packed in the city of Starville. So, looking forward to having everybody in town and having the big, big weekend. But we'll be back on Sunday for our Sunday coffee, hopefully in a good and happy mood. Thanks for hanging out and listening to our Thursday Deep Dig from Tracks Plus.